Welcome to the most forward-thinking, inspirational podcast on the planet. Prepare to reevaluate everything you've been taught. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a very special edition of Mental Mastery Online. This is um, the second time we've had him on the show. The first time we've had him on actually September 11th. And I will say this, uh, if anything happens between the time that we record and September 11th, because I know Hillary was supposed to be on trial, but I think they bumped it back. This was recorded before going live. So today is currently September 9th. Uh, This will be live on September 11th. uh, And this is the September 11th with taste podcast dedicated to that crazy incident. And since it's the September 11th podcast, there's no possible way I could have done this without the absolute authority on 9-11. My good friend, from a long time ago, from many moons ago. Craig McKee, welcome back to the Mental Mastery Alliance podcast. Thank you very much, Adam. I'm glad to be uh, glad to be back. <laughs> it has <laughs> been a long time. And and yeah. like I had said uh, in, the, in the pre-show, I think it was August, August 22nd we had you on there. And I remember saying to myself, you know, if we're going to do this again, it should be on the, uh, on the September 11th, on the date of it. Uh, and I also know you're a busy guy. I know that, you know, your, your truth and shadows has been, uh, well, actually the last time we spoke to you, uh, your truth, you had just been jacked. You, you were the ve- one of the very first people to be completely censored. And this was a year ago. They wiped you yeah. off the face of the planet. And now they did. all the, tr- all the truthers are going down. All the people that have something to say, yeah. My accounts, I've been taken, I've been nixed off Twitter. They've wiped me right out, and I was motivational, <laughs> but you know, with underlying yeah. tones. Um, well, so what's happened with Truth and Shadows? Have you did you were you able to rebuild? But like, what's where did where did that go, uh, ladies and gentlemen? That was his webpage uh, for years. Uh, tell the brief story on that. Yeah. Um, it, uh, well, the the punchline of the story is that it is back up. Um, so. I'll go back and and kind of review what happened. It was just, uh, I guess it was about a year ago that I started to see other other websites that were kind of in the same category as mine being pulled down by WordPress, which is uh, the the blogging engine that I was using. <clears throat> and because I'd started the blog back in 2010, uh, it was... I wasn't just using their 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 template. I was actually being hosted by them, which seemed like an innocent thing in 2010. It didn't really, you know, it was a free thing, and it's all, all the templates are made up for you, and so it's just so easy. You can start blogging, you know, in five minutes. It never occurred to me that, you know, uh, eight eight or nine years later, that that those people would then have the power over me to to wipe me out essentially. 
Um, so I learned a lesson there. Um, so they did. They took it down. They actually gave me uh, a brief window, fortunately, where I could export all the data from the website. Um, so that meant, and I had actually, just in case, I had actually saved all the articles, and there were more than 200 of them. I had saved them all onto Word documents, just just in case, mm-hmm. and um, which turned out to be a, you know, a good precaution. So, um, unfortunately, the uh, transfer of all my data and my data did not include most of the photographs that went with all the articles. So, uh, I'm still kind of updating those even all this time later. So the, the whole thing basically got back up and running, um, I guess, in in January of 2019. Yeah, so it was 2018. It's actually two years since it went down, almost. Um, so it was January 2019. Yeah, and with the help of uh, with, with, of somebody who kind of knows what they're doing, they were able to take the data and and kind of recreate the site. So it's back up now. The last few months have been kind of slow for me. I've been doing a lot of other things and haven't been doing uh, very much writing on there. Um, so that's something I want to get back to kind of bring some life into it. But, you know, the problem there is you, you mentioned censorship. It's not just, it wasn't just the WordPress thing. It's the way articles are listed in Google. Uh, it's very difficult to find articles that have a, a conspiracy bent to them. They're just buried. So my traffic, you know, I was, I was getting, you know, thousands per page. week anyway. Yeah. And, and that, that's down to the the number I used to get in a day. I now get in a month, so yeah. that tells you what they've done. You know, um, well, that was two things too. I mean, your website was up for ten years, propagating itself and and directing links. Yeah. Um, and then when yeah. they took that out, you can have you can put the web page right back up, but it's gone. Every single link back yeah. to it is is gone. They they've killed them all. Um, yeah, that's so right. that's deadly. But but you're right. Uh, you know, harmless little freebie website in in 2010 who knew that the world would, would come crashing down? Like not only are they pulling down websites, obviously now they're pulling down statues under the guise of Antifa. Right. So um, it's right. They're rewriting, they're rewriting history. They're in the process of rewriting history. So yeah, um, you're, you know, you having been a front runner, a frontline guy, I mean, back when like, man, you, you were one of the, you were one of the few people that like took a fucking beating uh, for your opinions. Mm-hmm. You, you're just, you were just a regular guy going through regular life being like, wait a minute, that fucking nine 11 thing. That ain't right. And then you started asking questions. And I mean, back then people didn't ask questions, you know, you, mm. it was very, it was very rare to ask questions. It was very rare. And, and not only that, but you stuck to it. Like nine 11 is, you know, uh, what's she's almost said nine 11 is your Pearl Harbor, but I mean, <laughs> Pearl Harbor was Pearl Harbor to a lot of people. And that was a huge eye opener. So, I mean, you know, yeah. this is, this is one of those things where, you know, I feel that, you know, all the work that you're doing is, is an absolute must. It must be done because those that need to find it, even if the thousands aren't finding it, you know, the one or two that are finding it, uh, they need to. So uh, it is yeah. imperative work. Um, also, ladies and gentlemen, everything that we talk about in this show will be linked. So you'll have uh, you'll have links to it in the description. They can't take that from me, uh, at least not yet. Uh, also, that might be a lie too, because I'm seeing that they're censoring, um, uh, what's his name there, Joe Rogan. When Spotify put up the the podcast, they took out, some of his, really? uh, they took out his Alex Jones and a few of his other ones. Uh, so I guess you wow. can be censored on a podcast, which is, uh, you know, hey, here we are. We're in a world where uh, if you don't speak the bullshit narrative they want, uh, they're going to take you out. Um, but here, yeah. here we are. 
well, we have it uh, with this beautiful <laughs> platform. So, so give us the rundown. And yeah, we've talked about it before, and, and you've probably talked about it to, to, to your blue in the face, but your personal take on 9-11, what, what was it like for you to, to witness this? Uh, obviously that you've you know, launched, I wouldn't say lifelong into it, but certainly one of your biggest hobbies slash passions is this. this. This is why I believe you to be certainly the expert, the man that spent more hours on this than, than, than anyone I know uh, and, and somebody I respect. Um, so I would like to know, uh, and my listeners would like to know, good friend, what was it like for you? What what was the tip off? How did how did the whole thing trigger out for you? Do you remember where you were? Where you were watching it before, before you became who you are today? How did it all start for you? Well, yeah, I I do remember uh, that day very well. I was actually working at a weekly newspaper in, in Montreal called the Suburban, and I was actually responsible for doing the layout of the. Uh, one of the editions of the paper and it was, it was on deadline day that this happened on a Tuesday. Hmm. And so I was actually driving to work and listening to this on the radio thinking, you know, thinking, wow, I, you know, it must've been like a, like I'm thinking like a, like a private plane or something Prop plane. and not, and, yeah, it never really occurred to me what was going to, what was going to come. And of course, by the time I got to work then you know, we were basically redoing the whole paper. Um, hmm. So, I remember thinking at the time, um, once that whole exercise was done, uh, putting the paper to bed, thinking that I, I guess I wasn't fully awake to a lot of things then, or as, my, as many as I I think I became later awake. Well, to. that's the thing, right? You get that one awakening, and then and then the dominoes start to fall. So yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, it certainly was. I, it was another another level of awakening from from you know. I think I was pretty uh, into uh, you know opposing you know imperialism and uh, you know American policy in Central America and all the various terrible things they were doing down there. Mm, yeah, and still are. Um, so I was, but but yeah, nine eleven was a whole kind of different level. And I remember thinking, I, I guess I wasn't at the at the point where I was ready to say, well, this is just complete garbage this whole story is, is wrong but there were little instinctively there were there were things about it that i i felt weird about and and i can specifically remember watching the the towers come down mm-hmm. and thinking that looks weird why why would they come straight down like that if they got hit at the top why would the whole building just sort of crumple straight down right you know and the phrase i've learned since is through the path of greatest resistance. I've listened to a lot of a lot of engineers and architects talk about this. So I knew that instinctively there was something very weird about that. But I guess I didn't, you know, take that to its complete conclusion. The other thing that struck me as very weird was um, the fact that these supposedly hijacked planes were flying all over the place for you know, an hour, an hour and a half, and uh, not being intercepted. You know, how, how is it, I mean, how is it possible that that hijacked airplanes could just be allowed to roam around and, and not be intercepted before they could do this kind of damage? And in fact, also, one of the, sorry, go ahead. That was also one of the things that wouldn't have been mentioned sort of on the day of uh, little bullshit right. stories that come out sort of afterwards. And then they try to tie it in uh, and they say, you know, this plane was that and that plane was this. And 
and and and there's just so much. There's even so much that's come out about this since the last time you and I spoke, which we'll get to. But but yeah, mm. sorry about that. Carry on. Yeah, well, it, it it's funny you mentioned you know, what was mentioned on the day. It's it's often with this kind of event, you'll get little you know, truthful comments that later will disappear. Like, you know, mm-hmm. commentators will make a comment that, about what is happening because they don't really know that the official narrative hasn't necessarily been, you know, They're fully papers, formed. Yeah. yeah. So that's why you got people like Peter Jennings and Dan Rather commenting on the day that, uh, you know, gee, that looks awfully like a controlled demolition, you know, like bombs yeah. are planted in the building. And yeah. that's because, that's what it did look like. So that's it was natural for them to say that. But of course, after that day, you, you didn't hear that again. You never heard that again. You know, once that, once that narrative was locked in, then that, that was it. Um, I don't know if it happened, if it happened on the day, but the lady in Britain that commented on building seven coming down while she was yep. standing in front of a shot of building seven type of thing. Uh, yes. I don't know if that, I don't know if that happened on the day or if that was something that was later leaked out as, as a, Hey, look at this too type of thing. Uh, but yeah, that well, that's, that's out there. That happened. <laughs> well, that's, yeah. Yeah. That one actually did happen live on, on nine 11. It was five o'clock in the afternoon and building seven came down at five twenty-five, And so she, the, the, they broke into the BBC newscast to announce that, that building seven had collapsed. And they went to this reporter, which was funny because she knew, you know, even less than than they did. She didn't have any clue what was going on. You could tell. Um, she was just sort of making it up as she went along. But you could see she's standing in front of a window. And out the window behind her, you can see Building 7 is standing in place. So where are they getting this idea that that the building has collapsed? But then, of course, 25 minutes later, it does collapse. Um and in, in fact, that's not the only time. That's not the only person that said that it was going to collapse. This, uh, CNN said like, several hours earlier that a 50-story building had collapsed. And in fact, there are no other 50-story buildings that could possibly um, fit that you know, description. I mean, it, it, Building 7 is the only building they could have been talking about. And they were announcing that even before noon on that day. Hmm. So it seems like a lot of people knew what was going to happen. And you'll even see there's video even of, of uh, you know, uh, police officers and firefighters and different emergency workers telling people to back up away from Building 7 because it's going to blow up. So I remember uh, that. That was actually, they had, they had yeah. put that in. That, that was in like a, a 2020 or whatever. They were doing a story on it and they added clips and you could see the guy saying, it's going to blow, it's going to blow. Why would he be yeah. yelling, it's going to blow? Like in what, yeah. in what world has a building ever just blown up, you know? So, right. But, uh, and that's, well, the two buildings that have collapsed due to fire or the three buildings uh, are the, in the history of architecture uh, are the three or those three world trades, one, two, and seven. Yeah. The only three, yeah. Three high rises that have ever come down due to fire. And, and in fact, it's the government that says that fire is the reason it's, it, it's in the case of the towers, um, you know, it's really they're claiming it's the fire that did it, not 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 the fire, the plane impacts, although the plane impacts caused the fires. Mm-hmm. But um, the problem with the with the uh, with building seven, of course, is that it wasn't hit by a plane. So it becomes a lot more difficult to make that make that 
story fly. No pun intended. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, and, and again, yeah, no pun intended. And, and to anyone listening to this, that, that is um, for whatever reason, uh, completely against um, or, or completely for the, the narrative. Uh, we are aware that people died that day uh, and it is a tragedy. And at no point would we take anything away from that. Um, what we're talking about is absolutely the story that was given to us, the, the reason for it and the purpose behind it. Uh, that's what's, what's under the gun here today. Uh, and I don't think any of my listeners are going to fucking send me emails saying, Hey man, people died, you know, like, <laughs> of course they did. That's why it's a big deal. Um, right. But this, this, this building seven is, is a, it's a huge smoking gun. Um, and I was listening to a show, actually a, a friend of mine, uh, on the Freethinker TV Society, go check them out, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't. Uh, is he was talking about the, that he was there? He was there. He was he had come in from Jersey, uh, and he was at uh, Mike Romanelli was there, and his memory. And we all play that game. You know how our brain works is we're not actually remembering the thing; we're remembering the last time we remembered it, and it could play up a different this or that or whatever. But his memory, as it stands, is that he was there, and that bombs were going off. No planes hit any towers. He's flat out. He's like, I will say to this day, and I kept my mouth shut for 10 years. There wasn't a single plane that hit those towers. Sure. Um, and, and that, you know, that's, that's eyes on the towers. So that's why, you know, there's a lot of conspiracy that goes around this, that, and the other thing, like one thing we do know for sure is that the buildings came down. Um, and everything other than that is is a peculiarity. Now, the no planes hitting the buildings lines up perfectly with Pennsylvania and the Pentagon. Is it Pennsylvania the, where the plane hit the ground and got swallowed whole? It was in Pennsylvania, yeah, Shanksville, yeah. Pennsylvania. So Pennsylvania uh, was one of the other quote-unquote terrorist planes that hit the ground uh, and got swallowed up whole. And people are like, well, I believe that. Why not? Um, and yeah. And of course the Pentagon being the other smoking gun. So what he was saying was it's easy to look at the story. The The main story is the world trade centers came down. Now, once you look at that, it's hard to refute that. I get that. But if you're trying to debunk this, and if you, if you want to know what other people know, look into the peripheries and the story itself is in the peripheries. What else got taken out? What else got blown up? What else was the narrative? Who else was involved? How many people did they take out with this? What was the symbology? What is 9-11? What, you know, what, is, what, what was the other one? The lone gunman? I mean, even the pilot for the lone gunman yeah. was, was the 9-11. It was the whole thing, like to a T. Yeah, so, and yeah, that's the, yeah, the guy that, did the, um, that was responsible for the X-Files did that show. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, was, it was a spinoff that lasted, literally lasted long enough for them to run that pilot to, to give us the predictive program. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and that, yeah, just, you know, that's going on more and more. Um, I think, I think more and more, you know, as, as this year alone, this year woke a lot of people up to a lot of things and there's so much like new information this year about the world trade, you know, and about, about, I don't want to say new, but certainly things that we can look at in different lights, you know, again, things mm -hmm. like, things like the no planes. And then when you can apply that knowledge uh, to, to possibly a story or to this or to that, you know, you sort of come to the point where I think it's like, at what point, do, you know, I mean, you in your daily life are, are not in your daily life, but I mean, are you still trying to convince people that it was a hoax or are you, do you find now that your people are just asking you questions more? Uh, yeah, I don't really find people that don't, that don't agree with me that would probably rather not, um, 
discuss it with me at all. So I would be thrilled that people would ask questions, but uh, some do, some do. Uh, people that are more open-minded and more, more, uh, you know, willing to uh, consider their their views. But you know, it, a lot of people just will say like, "Oh yeah, there's some real questions there." It's sort of it's kind of easy to say that. You know, it's 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 hard to really kind of take a stand and really put yourself out there. I find mm -hmm. that's where a lot of people will stop short, you know. Um, it just uh, They just want to say, yeah, you've got some interesting thoughts there. And, you know, and as much as it's good to get a at least a partially positive reaction from people, you, you know, there's only so much value there is in, in, in that. At some point, people need to say, yeah, something's wrong here and, 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 I'm going to, I'm prepared to say so. And at the risk of, of getting on the bad side of <clears throat> some of my friends and family, which, you <laughs> which know, most of the truthers are. I know have done. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's where we are. We just hang out over there. Um, so we got, yeah. we got up to, in your story, we got up to the point where you had rewritten the, the edits and you were looking at, at, you know, some of the holes. What point did you say to yourself, I got to start, writing about this. I got to start talking about this. How did you, how did you, I want to know a little bit more about your story. How did you get to, to, to the truth and shadows? What brought you to, to the blog? Well, is it, what brought me to the blog is kind of a, kind of a mundane little uh, detail. And and that was that I, I came to be aware. I was working at this place, um, this company that does search engine optimization, um, stuff and I so I was doing writing content for for them and um I be, just became aware that that these blog engines were existed and mm -hmm. that you could actually just create a blog without I'd always assumed you know all you needed to have you know create a website and make it and probably pay so much you know for it and so I just it seemed like kind of a little bit unattainable for a long time but then I realized, oh my God, not only is it free, but it's, you know, all the work's done for you. Um, there was sort of no more impediment. So it was kind of, that was the excuse. And that was around, that was in 2010. I had kind of woke up to 9-11 fully uh, only three years before that. So for the longest time, I was kind of, I guess in my subconscious, I knew that I was uncomfortable with the story, but I hadn't fully put the pieces together. Right. Yet and so in twenty in two thousand seven, I had a friend that I was working with who um, who mentioned about you know the the towers were blown up and I was kind of I still had not you know opened my mind yet and I was still kind of going well you know maybe I don't know maybe and then when he told me about building he mentioned building seven I and I said I've never heard of that and um, and my first reaction was there's no way that could be true because we would have been told you know, the media would have told us. I, I still <laughs> believe that little bit of nonsense. Um, and so uh, when I looked at the videos of Building 7 coming down, I thought, oh, my gosh. And that just kind of got me started. And, you know, one thing led to another. So I guess the real, the, the real awakening was around 2007. And then it just came to be by, by 2010 that uh, – and I figured out sort of what to do with, with that information. And so I kind of used the next few months really as, as much of, I, I used the blog and, and writing articles about it for the blog as almost a way of learning the material myself. Um, and a lot of those early articles 
were leaned a lot on the work of a man named David Ray Griffin, who uh, who's actually a, written many books about on subjects of religious studies and things um, over a very long career. He's now into his early 80s, I believe. Um, but he, he wrote these books where he basically took all the details of the official story, not just the big broad strokes, but the, the details. Here's what the government says. Here's what the report says. Here's what the media are saying. And, you know, what, what adds up and what doesn't add up. And then matching the, uh, you know, other, other um, I guess, views of the evidence, matching them up with, with the government claims. Like, does the government uh, story add up even based on what it, it is saying and uh you realize how how perfectly he he just dismantled the whole official story just kind of piece by piece mm-hmm. um it's very very difficult to read read his books um well, that's and, interesting. and come away without you know complete sort of disbelief yeah and i mean in your background as well you're a reporter you're a writer so you 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 read his books and and like the reporting and the writing like you put your own spin on it because as far back as I can remember Truth and Shadows was was always Truth and Shadows like when you said I'm doing the blog it was the Truth and Shadows blog you didn't change it right. later into that name so you knew no. you knew full well that that you know from 2007 I guess you had been um, playing with it collaborating or, or or digging around I'm assuming um, on all these topics and then the blog uh, you probably had articles ready to go for the blog when you decided it was go time. Yeah, I guess, I mean, I certainly, I don't know how many articles were, were ready to go, but I certainly, uh, lots of ideas and lots of, lots of things to write about. Uh, I mean, in those early weeks, I was writing like three articles a week. I can't imagine doing that now, <laughs> but. <laughs> um, well, but, when you find that passion yeah. project and, and you've got that outlet, that immediate outlet, like this podcast, for example, we went ham right at the beginning because it was just so much fun to get out there and to speak and, uh, you know, yeah. to play and to, and to understand that, you know, you're now adding to, you're adding to the, to, to the, to the, the ethos you're adding to the, you know, to yeah. the, the mythology of, of the whole thing. Uh, and for the longest time, truth and shadows was a, was a, was a voice, um, for this. Um, so it is, it is neat. And, and that's, you know, that's a fun story. This is a nine 11 podcast, but it is always fun to get, you know, the background on, on how you got there, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. and then from that you have, uh, there's, there's so many stories. One of the ones that you dug in on way more than I did was, you know, the whole Pentagon thing. I like yeah. people don't, people don't, people know that a plane hit the Pentagon, but it's one of those things where it's like, you know, it's one of those implications. It's, you don't, most people don't tie it in with nine 11 or they don't even give it a, sh- a second shake. They're just like, yeah, a plane hit the Pentagon, you know? But I remember one of your articles you did. You, you did a whole expose on on how the plane had to be flying and who it was and all the you had you had figured out where all the cameras were and all the cameras that missed it. Uh, I don't know if you want to go in. Like, what if you want to? Uh, I'd hope you do. But if you want to go in on to <laughs> your your take on uh, on 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 what happened at the Pentagon, like what was that all about with regards to nine eleven, and why wasn't that yeah. focused on uh, on the main reports? Uh, there was Aaron something on CNN. I can't remember his name, but Aaron, he was the guy that did all the main thing on CNN that day, but he wasn't talking about the Pentagon. Well, the Pentagon's, yeah, it's quite an interesting uh, case. Um, I mean, my, uh, the, I'll give you the basic, what I think did and didn't happen. I mean, I do not believe that a plane hit the Pentagon. So yeah. start with that. Um, 
And and really, it doesn't matter. Like people say, well, could some other kind? Of, it, what all that matters is, was it a seven fifty seven? Because if it's not a seven fifty seven, well, then the so official story is wrong. I mean, it can't yeah. be a seven thirty seven if it's a seven fifty seven that took off from the airport. So, <laughs> so really, you know, really, all we need to do is determine did a seven fifty seven hit the building? And and uh, there was a. a a duo of, of uh, researchers from California that actually traveled to to Washington D.C. in in uh, 2006 2007 area, and they went around and and interviewed people who had seen the plane that day, and they found a group of people that that described the plane approaching the Pentagon, but on a different flight path than what the official one uh, said. And so the, this would be, and they use this, this gas station that was sort of across to the west of the Pentagon as kind of a marker saying that it was a flight path that they, these people described. They were separate from each other, most of them. So they didn't know what each other was saying. And they, they, they said the plane was on the north side of this gas station, whereas the official flight path would be completely to the south. Um, and the problem with this being, this, this discrepancy is that there really was a whole path of damage that was supposedly created by this plane. It hit five light poles, allegedly, and then went across the lawn and into the building and then made a damage pass through the building, including an, an exit hole. Well, if these various witnesses who described this other flight path are right, then all that damage has to have been staged because it couldn't have been created on, on a different flight path. And I think that's exactly what, what was done, because I think that the, the five light pole idea, I mean, the, the light poles were, that was part of the story to really lock in the, that, that official flight path. But when you, when you think about it, uh, I mean, uh, an aluminum airplane flying at, it is claimed, 550 miles per hour, hitting these light poles, which each of them weighed well over 250 pounds. Um, the idea that this that these five poles could be hit by this plane and there would not be sufficient damage to the wings of the plane, even to cause an explosion, because the wings the wings had fuel tanks in them. So the idea that there would be no piece of wing, you know, sliced off, that the plane would not go off course in any way, or there would be no explosion, it just seems absolutely unbelievable. Um, also, there's just not there's just not enough wreckage. There are a few pieces um, that you know have been photographed, but you know we're talking about a 100 ton airliner with a 125 foot wingspan, and we're talking about an opening in the building <clears throat> at the ground level that is at the most 80, maybe 90 feet wide, but with still some vertical columns still in place. Um, there's just no room for a plane to enter that building without large pieces of it being left outside. Um, and there simply weren't. So, uh, you know, I, I just think that the idea that this was the scene of a 757 crash is just, is just crazy. But what I also note, note, and this has been a major part of my writing, um, right since the beginning, is that I think that there's a, a group within the 9-11 truth movement 
that is uh, up to no good. Um, and it is trying to uh, use the Pentagon issue basically to divide, um, divide truthers um, by basically backing up, claiming to be truthers. Yeah, they think the towers were knocked down by bombs, but, but, they, uh, but they think that most things about the official story are correct when it comes to the Pentagon. The only thing that they will admit to not agreeing with is the idea that it was an Al-Qaeda terrorist that was flying the plane. So they will concede that, that Al-Qaeda wasn't in charge of the plane. But beyond that, they argue for just about everything that the official story contends. The flight path, uh, the speed of the plane, everything. They, they, and the fact that they focus on this so completely... Um, you know, I liken it in one of my articles to, you know, what if somebody spent the better part of a decade trying to convince people about all the things in the, uh, in the government's report about the, about the, the towers and all they focused on were the things in the reports that were, that were true and they didn't talk about what wasn't true. Um, you know, you would, uh, I think grow suspicious of those people. Um, my, and my I question think, on that one too yeah. would be why, why I never understood these cucks that that defend the narrative, uh, mm -hmm. and 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 no matter what narrative they're defending, I don't understand it personally. Because why would you? Yeah. Why I understand debunking it. I mean, we've I've I've gone on major debunking trails across all platforms because to me, I have questions. But at no point would I ever be like, I'm going to defend this truth. I'm going, I'm going to uh, rage on behalf of the machine. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't make a good name for a group, right? Rage on no, behalf no. of the machine. Yeah, exactly. And I am not <laughs> going to rage on behalf of the machine. Um, so that's why I don't understand. Like, if you're going to go out there and you're going to put up, you're going to put up your your truths. You're not hurting anybody. You're just like, this is what I think, and. Last time I checked, I was allowed to say that. Now, you're not allowed to in this day and age. They pull you down. They shut you up. But back then, yeah. you know, it, it was a thing. And for 10 years, people could talk, right? And, and uh, you know, you, you got to notice, too, all the things that, you know, that, that they mock, they make fun of, they ridicule. Um, why, why is it, why is it that, that you're not allowed to have these thoughts? Why is it that people are, are there to, 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 to admonish what it is that you're trying to do? And again, like I said, I, I, I can imagine I, I've spent hours of my life, days, years of my life researching, looking into things, and I just don't blindly mm -hmm. accept. But the people that do blindly accept mock you. Now, yeah. on top of that, there are people that go above and beyond that. There are people that will debate you. They will come out and debate you. The funniest thing that I've ever seen is, is uh, when it comes to the debates is the flat earth. The flat earth, the people are, and we're not going to turn this into a flat earth podcast, but the debates that go on between the people that think the earth is flat and then, and the debates that go on with, between them and those that are trying to pr prove the globe. Uh, it's mm -hmm. funny. It's funny. If you sit back and you watch a debate, whoever's trying to prove the globe looks like an idiot. It's like, it sh they shouldn't look like an idiot. It, it's the globe, right? This is what we've always been taught. This is what we're supposed to know. But I mean, you have, you have people like, like Obama when he was sitting, when he was a sitting president, he was constantly making fun of the flatter society which raises the eyebrow why would you why if it wasn't important why would you why would you go after it why was 
9-11 and Flat Earth were like the two groups that were nixed first when they went on this huge tirade, this, this huge book burning. Anyone that posted about 9-11, gone. Right after that was the Flat Earthers. You used to be able to, like you said, you used to be able to go online, punch in a story. I remember numerous times back back when you and I first met, you were like, hey, check this out. I wrote this one. We did a story on this. I'm like, well, what's your webpage? Where is it? You're like, oh, just punch in 9-11, truth. And you'll, yeah. you, you'll, find, you'll find all my stuff. I'm like, oh, shit, there you are, you know? Um, yeah. And yeah, you had been ranked yeah. so high. Try that now, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, punch in 9-11 truth is just a picture of George Bush sitting there with two, two Jenga <laughs> towers crumbled playing with airplanes. Um, you know, and then of course, yeah. obviously, obviously we've got Epstein. Epstein's come out, you know, um, mm. now. And, and the Epstein thing, people are like, well, what does that have to do with anything? Epstein was, you know, these guys were on Epstein's tip. You know, Epstein had all that artwork of, of uh, Bill Clinton in the red shoes. Uh, and most of you guys know what the red shoes are. Uh, and the blue dress, the Monica Lewinsky blue dress. Uh, and he had pictures of George Bush sitting on the floor with paper airplanes in his hands and uh, two full Jenga towers toppled over, playing like a, a three-year-old child. You know, so all this artwork is out there and all this stuff exists and all these things corroborating are out there, corroborating the narrative. But for who and for what, we don't know, right? So when all these things are out there, like there are people that are specifically in groups that are there to make you look a fool for opening your mouth. Now, lucky for them, I'm very well versed in making people look like fools. And I specifically <laughs> only target now uh, fact checkers. If anybody's on my Facebook or if they see anything like that, uh, I mean, the last thing I said about fact checkers was that they were all pedophiles or pedophile advocates. So um, it, uh, I have no problem pulling any punches. And it's amazing that uh, I'm not going to get banned everywhere. And again, I'm a motivational speaker for the most part. I want everyone to get rid of the bullshit and the pain. And when you start seeing things like the 9-11 and when you start like if the 9-11 is the tip uh, I guarantee you there's somebody listening to this show right now going I had some questions you know I and, and now I've, I've got more answers to look at and more things to look at and like this this show's helping somebody um, I don't think at this point in the game you know all these episodes in that that anyone's listening to this like hating on me but if you are fucking right on man like good for you <laughs> to listen to this so long because you hate me I love it that's 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 almost a better coup you know um, but yeah. you know <laughs> it really is. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we have people, I mean, have you, have you, okay, I have to ask, have you ever come across somebody who defended the Pennsylvania airplane? Oh God. Yes. Um, oh, <laughs> that's an interesting thing. I, because I've kind of, yes. Um, because I've, I've come to believe that this group that's pushing the, the, the Pentagon plane uh, is, um, let me just say not, authentic in other words they're they're they have an they have their own agenda and mm-hmm. i don't think that they're really 9-11 truthers i think they are uh just trying to appear that way so that they can kind of cause confusion and sow division and whatnot well, now also, i predicted you you having said that also makes you look crazy to the crazy people who already look crazy to the normies <laughs> yeah, that's right. right. That's right. I'm I'm a conspiracy theorist within a conspiracy yeah. <laughs> theory. Yeah. We're like yeah. another level in, which which frustrates me at times. Um, because well, I well think, here's the thing. You know, here's the thing with that. I mean, that's a hundred percent true. You don't just go up one level, because of course you're going to get in there. But the whole the whole idea behind all of this is division. All of it is division. So yeah. if they if they divide people, here's the thing. If they divide people. And which they did. 9-11 divided people, 100% divided people to, here's the narrative, 
And here's the people that asked the questions. And the people that asked the questions got way too fucking big, right? So now they right. have to go into that division and divide it up too. So you're not crazy. You're not, yeah. a, you're not a whack. It's strategic. Of course, there's people in there dividing because you divide and conquer it. Like if every single person that asked the questions got together and started talking to each other, the, the amount of amazing information that we would all collectively have, know, and share. And if we could speak to each other on a term and terminology where it's like, hey, man, what do you know? This is what you know. This is what I know. Let's put these two, two things together because maybe you have a piece that I'm missing. And if we all collectively do this, we'll come to an absolute, an absolute. But mm-hmm. if, it's, if it's divided again, they can't do that. So you're not crazy. It's, it's war tactics. It's the art of war. Sorry to cut you off. Carry on. Yeah. No, that, uh, that's exactly it. And that's why, you know, a lot of people... It's it's amazing to think that people who are, who have concluded that the 9/11 official story is false, you would think that they have to be to, you have to be pretty savvy to have kind of seen through the lie. Mm-hmm. But many of them are actually are fairly naive, even so, you know. And you you wouldn't think so, but in the sense that they're they're naive in the sense that when there are these divisions, they just assume everybody's sincere. And like, you know, we all have to kind of unite and we all have to get together and otherwise we're never going to succeed if we don't get together. But what they don't, what they don't often understand is that the people they're trying to unite with may not even be truthers. They may be government agents. They may be, uh, you know, people who are, whose job is to debunk what we're doing under the guise of, you know, under the guise of wanting to get rid of the, the fringe information that's going to make us look bad. So you can't unite with a with an agent, you know, you, somebody that's who's pretending to be with you, but but who is actually trying to destroy your movement. You can't unite with those people. Well, and also, so, to, you know, you can't take, try to take that a step further. I firmly believe back in the day when when people would enter into chat rooms and, and talk shit. It's like. Uh, why like why even take your time like honestly it doesn't matter if it's the truth then why would you care why does it need to be defended if we've got questions why can't we ask questions but those people right. did come in and they did they they did they did that and when they say government agents other people can say well why the fuck would you what a government agent what so some guy who's gone through his college his whole life is going to sit in chat rooms and fuck with you well the reality is no yeah. the reality yeah. is the government the government's going to pay kids to do it. They're gonna be like, Oh, you're a troll. You know, you're a good troll here. I'll get you and your friends here. Here's a, here's, here's a hundred bucks a day. Just go fuck with these people. Really? What for? Just mm-hmm. do it. Just do it. Just fuck with them. Right. Those are the government agents that were originally a thing. Right. But those were the computers that were tacked in and with enough professional trolls fucking with enough people, there's now an algorithm for it. So it's all digitized. They don't even need, there doesn't even need to be a person. Right. This is, yeah. this is the thing that I've come across and the people that want to rip on me because I've done a lot of work lately on Tartaria, the mud floods in Tartaria and all that sort of stuff, so the pre-civilization. The guys that built uh, uh, the buildings that were all around for the um, um, Chicago's World Fair and that sort of stuff, like the giant buildings. Uh, so when I, when I post about stuff like that, I swear to God I'm being attacked by machines. <laughs> Terminator, mm. rise of the machines. I'm being attacked by, by, by bots. These aren't, these aren't yeah. I've done enough work in my marketing business to know what a bot is, right? Yeah. And you'll, you can catch a bot because they, they, they come across as, as genuine as possible, but they also have, they repeat themselves like verbatim. They'll use the same word in a different sentence. 
you know? Yeah. Uh, or, or the same insult, uh, the same insult, an unnecessary amount of times. Right. So you can call them out. Yeah. Right. Anytime, anytime you come across one of these people, ladies and gentlemen, if you're out there defending the truth and you come across these things, ask them to attack you not using ad hominem and see what happens. And they, they can't, mm-hmm. there, there's no, there's no fight back. It's all, it's all attack character. Oh, you live in your parents' basement. Oh, you don't have a job. Oh, you look at the QAnon files. Oh, I said QAnon. I might get banned now. <laughs> um, so, I mean, there's, there's a lot of it. Uh, this tangent also ran off of uh, you arguing, going up against uh, anyone that defends uh, the, the, the Pennsylvania story, which I want to hear. Yeah, about. we never got to that, did we? <laughs> <laughs> I do want to hear that. So, so who's out there defending that a plane got swallowed whole by the earth? And how does that, what does well, that look like? Yeah, the, the reason I guess I went off into that Pentagon tangent was because <clears throat> I predicted at some point that the same well, we group that I've been Pentagon. talking about Oh, yeah, I predicted that the same group would eventually turn their attention to Shanksville um, because that would be, I mean, that's the most obvious. I mean, that to me, that's even more obvious than the towers. I mean, a plane <laughs> doesn't crash into an open field and bury itself under the ground. The idea is ridiculous. And the weird thing is, uh, they like, why would they even say that? Why did that have to be part of the 9-11 story? Like, why was that well, even a thing? <laughs> that's a good question. And that, and nobody really has the answer to that unless, I mean, all you can do is speculate about that. Yeah. You know, was that sort of something improvised because, you know, uh, something didn't go as cord- according to plan. And so they had to sort of, you know, improvise a crash site very, very quickly. Um, you know, because they're, you know, some people feel that there was a, a missile was fired at the ground in order to create the, the circular crater. Because there's also, it's not just circular, it's circular in the middle, and then there's what appears to be the shape of I guess it's what's supposed to be the wings. Um, <laughs> but of course, the, the plane is, uh, for those that, that don't know, the, the Flight 93, they made a movie about it, which, believe me, is fiction. Uh, called Flight 93, the plane is, uh, according to the official story, is supposed to have been flying, the the control of the plane was taken away from the hijackers by the passengers who rushed the cockpit. And somehow the plane was flying upside down and at a 40 degree angle to the ground when it made contact. And what you end up with is what is essentially a, a ditch, 15 or 20 feet across, that looks like sort of a cookie cutter, you know, outline of an airplane. Um, as if it kind of went straight down at a 90 degree angle and just complete and was completely swallowed up. So the idea is crazy because if you look at real crashes where, where planes have hit the ground, mm-hmm. there's massive, you know, a massive gouge out of the earth and there's burnt, you know, material everywhere. And, there's, and the, what tends to happen too with, cr- with plane crashes is the the back of the plane tends to survive more intact because most by the time it you know the tail makes contact with anything you know the the, the kinetic energy has been largely sort of used up you know mm-hmm. there isn't any force left to obliterate the tail the way there would have been with the, the the nose of the plane for example so there should have been at least a good 
you know, good chunk of a tail lying on that field, but of course least, there wasn't. So, or at least one body part, one. Yeah. Well, the coroner went there and and said that he didn't see any blood or anything at the scene at all. Uh, like he, he didn't find a single to... thing <laughs> that would indicate that there was humans anywhere near this. On a fully I mean, they found. Field. Yeah, they found. Um, uh, they found a passport. I think it was a passport or some ID from allegedly from one of the hijackers, which is amazing because the same thing happened at the at the towers. You know, that one of the hijackers' passports just happened to survive. Nobody else did, but just just enough to assure you know to sort of establish that yeah, there really were there really were hijackers because here's his passport. I mean, it looks also joke. too like he it looks like he hit it with the lighter, the edge of the passport, and then put it yeah, it's just like the yeah burned around the edges like that's what would happen if a plane exploded <laughs> and tens of thousands of gallons of jet fuel exploded it would singe the edges of the of of the id you know so well, which it, also goes tell. which also goes to the narrative that there were no planes because there wasn't a, there wasn't a stitch of plane debris found at the at the ground zero at, at the towers uh, well there also I, wasn't one at the pentagon and there wasn't one in pennsylvania Okay, I'm not I'm not on board with 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 that. I have to tell you. No, um, yeah. <laughs> so um, and I know some of my opponents would 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 love to sort of claim that I am. So I should say, I mean, I I, I certainly understand why people you know are are you know wanting to disbelieve this part of the story. Um, I mean, I think I I think it's incorrect to say there's no there's no wreckage at all because there are, there are pieces, especially at the Pentagon and in Shanksville, there, there are pieces of plane, but not, not enough to account for the, the crash of a plane. Um, and when it comes to the towers, I mean, I think the, the, the winning focus is on the, uh, the, the obvious controlled demolition of the towers. I, I'm, you know the thing about saying no planes at the towers is that I it's the first, it's one thing that will immediately uh, cause truthers to sort of get into trenches and start fighting with each other um, mm-hmm. and I, yeah and I I I feel that um, it's not a productive area to to go into um, for yeah, me it's anyway division. it's another sense of division i just yeah. i'm just you know i'm i am mentioning it because you know people will say hey what about this what about that and you're right yeah you hit the nail on the head when you said eh, bottom line guys it, it's bullshit you know we have to figure out sort of what the bullshit is and what they were covering up like why did they take out the world trade center we know what happened <clears throat> we know what happened but why did they blow up the pentagon why did they take out the world trade center mm-hmm. you know those you know those are huge stories and the tie-ins the tie-ins never went away with regards to 9-11, the reasoning behind, you know, what it was, what they did, uh, mm-hmm. the, the information that was theoretically held in Building 7, uh, the part of the Pentagon right. that blew up was also housing certain informations. Yeah. A bunch of people made a ton of money off, excuse me, the insurance from the buildings going down who just insured it like the day before. You know, right. so all of these stories come out, but, you know, are they part of the narrative too? Are they this? Are they that? You know, there's so much going on. There's so much going on with that, though. And, and this is a story that's been told a thousand times over. You know, the 9-11 story, if you haven't woken up to it yet, and if you, if you 100% say this, you know, the, the, the official narrative is the truth, uh, 
I don't think that that individual has the ability to, or, or it doesn't even matter. It's like, you know what, man, just, just enjoy your life. Like if you're happy, don't ask questions, you know? And and I think, I think that that's it. That's a huge thing. But to those that are, you know, asking and waking up to it, you know, this whole COVID thing, uh, in my opinion, and I know you're no expert on COVID, uh, but this whole COVID thing, it's very reminiscent of, of the same, the same, it's got the same fingerprints all over it. We've all been told something, the news is there. It's all one thing. You know, how many times, how many times uh, have we, like every single, if you turn the television on, you're being bombarded with fake numbers with the COVID thing. And yeah, all you have to do is like ask anyone, like the, the world is such a small place that if, if this amount of people died from COVID, like they're saying that did, if this amount of people died, each one of those people say arbitrarily has two to four people beside them with regards to family. That's two to four people per person that's died that would have posted something on Facebook. So we our feeds, theoretically, based on the numbers that they've given us, our feeds would be flooded with memoriams. I've lost my aunt. I've lost my uncle. I've lost my sister, cousin. I've lost my mom. You know, you would you would be able to cross-reference. And everyone's defense to that now is, I know a guy. Meh, do you? You know? And yeah. this is this is the PSYOP that, that, that runs in. But what's happening is people are catching on to that. People are finally saying, you know what? Like, I... I I identify with this. I need this to be true because it's part of my psyche, like that sort of bullshit. So it's like, you know, I, I look at this stuff and, and and I've seen a lot of people catching on. I've seen a lot of people catching on to the game being played. This they're talking about uh, mass awakenings, like like nine eleven was a huge one. Um, it was a huge event, but the 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 apparently the biggest awakening like group awakening as as has been registered on on i can't remember the frequency thing i should um was 2012 when they say that the world ended and all that sort of stuff uh, and and as we know it it kind of did you know everything sort of changed after 2012 uh, and they that's again they say the higgs boson you know the, the large hadron collider and all that sort of stuff god particle was found yada 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 uh, they say that's when they, the, you know, the gates really opened up. That's what, that's when, you know, the, the, the Mandela effect really kicked in and things were changing and universes were coming together. Um, Operation Looking Glass ties into to 2012 as well. Uh, I met you in 2012, late 2012, 2013. That's kind of fun too. Uh, yeah. And, and a, a huge, yeah, a huge awakening was taking place uh, around then. People were really, really waking up to it, um, really catching on to things. Um, and 2012 was, was massive. Uh, the minds predicted it right. So now here we are. This is right now the second. This is this is bigger than that awakening. And I know in my fields, because I talk on almost all subjects, uh, my fields, people are asking me more questions. I'm busier now than I've ever been because the illusion of uh, nine to five security has been taken away from people. So yeah. this this, you know, people are coming to me like, how are you doing what you're doing? You know, I've been following you for years. I, you know, I really want to get going. I want to start something. I want to speak. I want to be heard. I want to monetize. All this sort of stuff is happening, right? And these people are waking up to it. And they're also asking questions like I was, and and this is where I, I'm curious as to, you know, because you are so focused in on 9-11, I was the crazy guy in my group of friends or in my, in my social circle, in my family, I was the black sheep, obviously. And, and in any, any conversations I had, like, I have a hard time. I have a hard time communicating with people that want to talk sports and television and bullshit. Yeah. I'm uncomfortable with that. I don't, I don't find any purpose. I don't want to hang out with people that don't want to explore other possibilities or talk about things that are fucking cool. 
you know? So, yep. uh, I, I, uh, yeah. And I would assume that you're the same. <laughs> um, yeah. you know, so it, it, uh, it, I've noticed though, that a lot of people, I, like I said, we started this, we, I asked this question earlier, but I guess in a different verbiage, um, a lot of people are coming to me and asking questions and like my listenership on this podcast has gone through the roof. Now I tie in conspiracy theories with if you can shake off the belief that they've, that, you know, what they've told you is true, then you can also understand why you're depressed and why, why you have anxiety because you can get past that. And, and I go on and on and on about that. And that's like my primary message, how to achieve without feeling anxious and without feeling depression. Uh, and that comes uh-huh. from being able to question everything, you know? So my question mm. to you is, are people coming to you now more open-minded? Are people asking you questions? Are people saying, hey, that fucking Craig lunatic, maybe he's not so crazy, you know? what? How have you, with regards to what's going on with COVID and what's going on in the world today, how have you, have you noticed a difference? Have you noticed a change? Are people talking to you differently? Is your life any different? Well, the COVID period, <clears throat> um, I would say has been... A- uh, a very difficult one, um, and I'm sure that many people have found this. I mean, I, I found, uh, I found it very difficult because not only not only are you, you know, I'm th- I'm thinking back to when things kind of started, and you know, just going up to the corner store, you know, it's winter, you're not seeing anybody on the streets hardly, and you know, what, the people you do see, some of them have masks on, and they they walk around, they avoid you like walk around as if you know you're going to give them the the black plague or something Mm -hmm. um and it's very i find it's very difficult not to be depressed in that kind of a scenario particularly because i kind of predicted something like this would happen um i actually wrote an article which you're welcome to include in your links if you like um back in 2015 talking all about hollywood movies tv shows and things like that that are were focused to me inordinately on on you know mass viruses and and you know people turning into zombies and and you know viruses wiping out much of humanity this kind of thing it seemed like that subject was kind of out of proportion it was yeah. it wasn't that popular it's not like people are clamoring wow i need more virus movies you know i've seen a bunch of virus movies but i you know i need more virus movies i, I don't i never heard anybody say that I mean, I know zombies got to be popular, but, um, but, but these people are the zombies, right? Think about this right <laughs> now. We've got people, we've got people wearing muzzles, right? This face yeah. mask is the muzzle. They're wearing muzzles and, 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 and because they watch TV, they're, they're, you know, they've got their, their gods, their deities. And every single one of these people is bowing to black lives matter, right? They're, they're taking mm. a knee. Now imagine if I said to you, shut your fucking mouth and get on your knees. Like, mm. like, I couldn't imagine any of the world saying, yeah, I want to do that. Right. So the world, like right now, the world is playing into this, this, this archetype, this game, this, this huge ritualistic thing where they are the, they are the walking dead. Now I understand that the whole black lives matter movement. And I've said this a thousand times is it's a good movement. It's good to raise awareness, but BLM itself is a terrorist organization taking all of the money and funneling it straight to George Soros and, and, and Joe Biden. None of that money helps black lives bottom line. Uh, so, so that, I mean, this is, and these are all the people like, I mean, I mean, we got Kobe, Kobe, not Kobe, he's gone. Uh, the other one, um, LeBron James, uh, telling people that he wants to, you know, make a change and, and, and he's like, we're going to protest and we're not going to play basketball. 
right? And these people are bowing to him. It's like, you know what? He's protesting. It's ridiculous. He's like, police are killing black people. So now we're going to take entertainment away from, from anyone that wants to watch it. We're not going to, we're not going to play. We're going to, we're going to take a vacation. Uh, and they say it's yeah. a protest, you know, play harder, play harder, do more. Um, but you're looking at, you're looking at a collective. I think you're looking at a huge collective and people are waking up to this. People are absolutely waking up to this. I don't want to bow and I don't want to wear a muzzle because you and I know very well that the mask, they say you can put anything you want on your face, which makes the mask symbolic and not useful. And then there's people that will argue the narrative. Well, you're fucking going to spit bubbles on people and you're going to, everyone's going to fucking die. Oh, okay. <laughs> so again, off the yeah. beaten path of the nine 11 expertise that you're good at. Um, but that's what I was, I was trying to say like, and, and you had, you know, you were right when you're like these people, uh, the movies, the predictive programming everywhere, uh, I zombie or um, uh, not I zombie. I what's that? I legend. Right. And then you've got, I am, le I am legend. Yeah. I am legend, yeah. yeah. I am legend is about this. And then there's a, there's yeah. a direct quote. There's a direct quote in I am legend that says it wasn't the virus that hurt anybody. It was the, it was the, the, it was the, uh, the vaccine, the vaccines, what killed everyone. Uh, aha. <laughs> so yeah. And that's in I am legend. Now, I don't know. I mean, again, we don't, this is a nine 11 show. We're not going to get off topic, but Ladies and gentlemen, if you are listening to this, please, 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 if you love your vaccines, that's cool. I've got nothing against it. Uh, just hold off on this one. Don't be one of those mooks that runs in there firsthand and tries to get yourself vaccinated. You're going to kill yourself and everybody around you probably because it's just that's just what the movies have told us is going to happen. So, <laughs> but well, that go ahead. I was just going to say, just to uh, maybe I can read a paragraph from this article that I wrote because it it kind of. Um, you know, consider keep in mind that it was written in 2015 and just see how appropriate it is for today. Um, okay, so I've got these entertainment vehicles seem to be telling us that the things that hold our civilization together can disappear overnight. People can turn into vicious creatures, literally feeding off each other as our emotional connections and our biology betray us. The more fundamental message we get is don't trust anyone, fear your neighbor, isolation is survival. I think about that last one, isolation and survival. Um, is that not kind of what the COVID, the COVID thing are. is all about? Yeah. Yeah, it's, where, it's, 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 it's 100% where we are right now. And that obviously written in 2015, I mean, you have, as a truther as well, you have a window into it. You see, you see the narrative. I mean, I called Kamala Harris, for example, as the running mate to Biden weeks before they did it. I'm like, it's the only thing that they can possibly do, right? Because they're still running on the orange man bad. Again, not political. I'm not a political person. I'm just saying the playbook is obvious. Mm. So, you know, that, you know, what you're talking about is 100% true. And that, I mean, that whole divide and conquer thing. Remember, I don't know if you ever watched any of those Black Mirror episodes, but they're all the same thing. Oh, yeah. Like, Black Mirror is legit them telling us what's happening. Like, it's, it, all yeah. of the episodes tie into a future. And in the very first episode they ever ran, Black Episode Season 1, Episode 1, was a show um, where she was supposed to be a talent hack. And, and so like the person's life is they get up and they go on the exercise wheel and they spin their wheel and they earn something. So they're just powering something. Then they go back to their box completely alone uh, and sit in their box and watch TV and do nothing but box, bike, box, whatever it is. But she had this opportunity to be a talent, to go on and be a talent. Uh, and she went on the show and everybody in the audience was, it was computer animated right now that's happening. 
now America's got talent. That's it. Everybody in the audience is computer. They're all, they're all, it's like a giant wall of televisions in the audience. Another thing too is, you know, society is saying we're, we're, you know, we're holding this, we're holding this, uh, um, we're holding this the way it is. Like this is, if we, if, if, if we do as we're told and, and we wear our masks and we take our knees, uh, this thing will go away and we'll, and we'll, we'll all be able to get back to normal. Well, normal has been taken away from everybody. Mm. Right. And this, this is something that's waking. This is something that's again, in my opinion, waking up the masses because there is no going back to normal. Like once you give government a certain amount of control and you just allow it, they're not going to give that back. They're just going to keep making it worse. So it'll keep getting worse until people catch on, but more and more and more people are catching on. And eventually we're all just going to stand up and go, this whole thing is bullshit. You know, fuck this. Um, I sure hope so. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I sure I, hope so. Uh, I think we're very far away from that. I also think, like I said before, I think that they're, I think that they're systematically rewriting history right before our very eyes. So I think that this mm. game that they're playing is a long, a long con game, uh, and I think that there are a lot of uh, a lot of tests that they played on us to see what they could do, which ties back into nine eleven. I had a guy talking yeah. about how the very first trial run of COVID was AIDS, and he was saying how you know. Uh, AIDS went around and killed all the people, blah, blah, blah. But AIDS didn't kill anyone. He was talking about how, and this uh, another episode I did. I can't remember which one it was, but the guy was, he was a kooky dude, but he had a lot of valid points. He goes, the AIDS didn't kill anyone. He goes, the medication for AIDS is what killed everyone. There are people living today with AIDS. There's a lot of people in the gay community that have HIV and AIDS uh, and, and, and nobody cares. Like, like they're like, okay, this is a thing. Now there's this, that, and the other thing, and I'm doing this, this, and this to deal with it. So, I mean, I have a few friends that are like that. And they're like, he goes, yeah, I've got HIV. I'm like, what, really? Isn't that like, isn't that going to kill you? I'm like, you've been watching too much TV. I'm like, I guess so. I, I don't know. I, you know, this seemed like a terrible thing, but this was a virus. People also don't understand that AIDS, AIDS targeted people specifically. Blacks, mm. gays, and junkies, party junkies. Yeah. Yeah. That's who, AIDS, that's who AIDS affected. Like by accident? It's weird, right? And now COVID, same virus, same message, same virus, same worry. Right, COVID apparently was uh, bat soup. Somebody made it bat soup in in Wuhan or what have you, right? And then it, and then that was the original story, right? And then the second story was it, it escaped a level four biohazard lab. Um, and but don't worry, ladies and gentlemen, you have your face masks on, your paper masks, so it, it won't get you. And level four biohazard, no problem. Um, and there's and and it's targeting. How does how does it, if you follow your initial narrative? And if you remember too. The very first initial narrative way back in the day was that people were just randomly dropping dead on the street of COVID. There will come a time where people will say, who fucking cares if I catch COVID, right? It's like, just shut up about it. I've got COVID. That's it. Moving on, right? I got, I got the flu last year. I got COVID this year. I don't give a shit. Let's go. Chop, chop, right? And that's the thing. They're holding on desperately to this, this peculiar narrative. Now, AIDS being the first one, this being a secondary run with the virus, and yes, a second wave is coming. As far as I'm concerned, this is the way it would be. Again, not wanting to hijack this show for COVID, but tying it back in, mm -hmm. is it possible that that 9-11 was the biggest trial run for mass media manipulation? Because if you think about it, it was people were able to message, people were able to talk and communicate, people were able to get stuff out there. Um and 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 they have because of 9/11 people have talked about Pearl Harbor because of 9/11 the information that all of the boats in Pearl Harbor were put together before the attack took place right so for maximum impact and maximum damage from the from the 
I almost called them the Hayabusa, but that's not right. That's a motorcycle, I think. The the, Yama, the Tamagotchi? No, wait. That's not. <laughs> I wish I could correct you, but I can't. The, oh, there's people in the audience laughing at me right now. The fucking the, the kamikaze. <laughs> ah, okay. Tamagotchi, you can call them the Yamaguchis if you like. <laughs> the Tamagotchi. Remember those things? They were like little egg-shaped things that people had on their keychains back in the 90s. So the, wow. the, the Tamagotchi. Oh, yeah. This, that, it was better memory than I have. You had to raise them. Don't you remember these things? Everybody had them all over the place. They're on your keychain. And if they beeped, you had to feed it or water it or take it out for a piece. Oh, yes. I do remember those. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess I was old enough at that point that I wasn't swept up in that, in that oh, yeah. uh, craze. <laughs> I, do, I do remember how stupid those were back then. Yes. So the, so the Tamagotchi pilots took out Pearl Harbor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because America wanted in the war. Right? And then we yeah, tie it all back. Indeed. Yeah. They knew, yeah, the Americans absolutely knew that that attack was coming and they wanted it to come. And they put the boats together for maximum impact. And people are like, what? What are you talking about? And you can look that up, ladies and gentlemen. The night before Pearl Harbor took place, they packed the boats in side by side. So it it was peculiar. Um, But Well, they had cracked the Japanese codes. And so they were, you know, they, they knew exactly what was coming and when it was coming. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they, they did not have the popular support to get into the war and, uh, Roosevelt wanted to get into world war II, but the, but the population didn't. So they needed, uh, an excuse and, uh, the attack on Pearl Harbor provided that. And, um, it's very similar to, to 9-11 in the way, in the sense that 9-11 was, uh, you know, there was the report done by, by that, um, Group the project for project for a new American century had done a report, which is all the kind of the the neocons that were ended up in the in in the Bush White House. They did this report saying that you know about called rebuilding America's defenses, where where uh, they basically said, you know, it's going to take a long time, absent a new Pearl Harbor or other absent a catalyzing event like a new Pearl Harbor. Um, which is actually where David Ray Griffin got the title of his first book, The New Pearl Harbor. Um, so it was, it was basically saying, you know, we can't really move our plans for world domination as long, along as quickly as we'd like unless we have some major event that, it, you know, provides that excuse. And in fact, they got the event. Um, and I'm sure some of those people who were involved in writing that paper knew full well what was coming um later um and so yeah so these yeah these things provide opportunities for these evil psychopaths to uh do they provide opportunity or do they create the thing like i mean there's there's i don't there's massive detail out there that osama bin laden is tim osman yeah cia yeah did you okay? So let's hear your research on Tim Osman for the people that don't know who Tim Osman is. Um, what did you dig up on him? Well, to be honest with you, um, I you know I've certainly read many times that that Bin Laden was a CIA asset and that his CIA name was Tim Osman. I never really found the proof of that, um, despite it being said many times. So you may know more, more about it than I do. I do know that the man was a, was a CIA asset in the sense. I mean, he was he was working on behalf of the Americans, you know, when the, when the Soviets were in Afghanistan. I mean, there's no question about that. The Americans um, basically put together what, what became Al-Qaeda. Um, 
when when Rambo they, when three, they, at the end of Rambo three, they praised them for their hard work. <laughs> there's a blurb. Right, the yeah. a, if, if you find Rambo three on VHS, at the end of it, there's a blurb that says, we'd like to thank Al Qaeda for all their hard work. <laughs> <laughs> well, that tells you a lot. That tells you a lot. Um, well, that, that's that, it. And Rambo that, three was, he went in and he, he took the Al Qaeda in and he destroyed the Russian troops in Al Qaeda back when right. Russia was the bad guy. Rambo right. three, ladies and gentlemen, it's all there. But, you know, this is the thing that people don't catch on to. They think, oh, wow, they, you know, they supported this group. And then unexpectedly, this group turned against the U.S. <laughs> cause. And, and this happens over and over again. And I think, well, is, is it possible that the American, you know, power structure is really that naive that they keep supporting people that end up turning on them? Or is it possible that these people are not so much against the the people at the elite level, but they're just against you know, the people of the country. I mean, mm. you know, Al-Qaeda and ISIS basically are the people that the Americans are, are outfitting and financing to go in and, and destroy Syria. Um, you know, that's not, that's, that, that war is not a civil war as it's been portrayed. It is an Amer- it's an American war of aggression against Syria. And they've used the very people they claim are this terrible threat to the world um, are being funded and armed by the CIA. And that's a fact. That's happening right now. That's what Antifa is right now. Antifa is is tearing out specific shops. They're they're targeting monuments. They're targeting businesses. They're targeting areas and locations to instill a riot, instill a war. There aren't people right now. There are not regular, normal, intelligent human beings who wake up in the morning, yawn, stretch, kiss their wife goodbye, and go out and riot. Right? This isn't this no. isn't a thing. These are militants. These are absolute militants out destroying whatever they can destroy. So, well, I mean, to think about that happening over in Syria is one thing. To think about it happening over here, I mean, it's obvious that it's happening. And people are asking questions about it. Like, who the fuck? How did Antifa get uh, matching shirts when they when they, when they started a riot in like eight different cities all at once. But who organized that shit? And who printed well, the shirts? And 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 to 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 draw the the parallel to ISIS, how did you know how did this group of you know ragtag extremists end up with a fleet of identical Toyota, Toyota trucks? Like where did those come from? Uh, <laughs> they took out the Toyota of, dealership down the street. Well, apparently, that, yeah, that's that's where they started. <laughs> They actually had a story. I remember. I remember they actually had a story that they had knocked off some some bank and got all this gold or something from this bank. And I just remember thinking at the time, what a transparent. Uh, I mean, this is such an obvious thing to to explain how they they're so well financed. They need a, they need an explanation for where all this financing is coming from, and it can't be the truth. So we better have them knocking off a bank or something because otherwise. How, you know, how does a group of, how does a group of um, extremists, you know, in the desert, you know, with rifles, how do they afford dozens and dozens of brand new Toyota trucks? Well, the funny thing about that is they, you know, they say things like, you know, because we understand money a certain way, they say things like they took out a bank first. But the reality is if they wanted Toyotas, you're right, the revolution started at the Toyota dealership. <laughs> That's where well, it would have started. And then they would have moved into their Toyotas. They would have taken all the Toyotas. They don't need money if you're going to steal them. Then they would have gone and taken all the pants and the shoes and the guns and everything else that they needed. They probably started with the guns. 
but you don't need to buy stuff. You don't knock off a bank to buy stuff. If you're a fucking dickhead, you're just going to go and take whatever you want. So it is, wow. it is pretty funny. Another thing, too, is nobody's talking about Al-Qaeda. Al-Qaeda disappeared. ISIS disappeared. Yep. Nobody's talking about ISIS. Yep. With regards Gone. to COVID, everything has disappeared. People don't yep. get normal sick anymore. It's, if you've got the sniffles, it's COVID. People don't die in car crashes anymore. People don't, you know, there's, there's, no, there's no more terrorism. There's no more nothing. There, people yeah. don't understand that the, the media has been lying to you since day one, and COVID has taken over all of that, and nobody gets it just yet. So fucking what? You got COVID? You got COVID. And they're like, no, but it's going to kill you. It ain't going to kill shit. The goddamn Florida Marlins, half of baseball had COVID, diagnosed with COVID, quarantined for 14 days, and now they're out smacking home runs around around the ballpark. Right? Nobody dies anymore. Yeah. The narrative isn't there. The initial narrative of people dropping dead terrified a lot of people. Right? Then the secondary narrative of bat soup, and then it was a Wuhan lab, and then it was this, and then it was that. Like The story has changed a thousand times. But humanity... Just like 9-11, just like Pearl Harbor, humanity has this thing where the first thing they heard is fact, and you cannot shake it. You cannot break it. You cannot yeah. change it. Nothing about COVID lines up, and people are like, it's, it's fucking terrible. It's, we're all going to die. You know what? And maybe we will. Maybe we will all die. But it won't be because of what they're telling us that it's going to be. And if we do all die, fuck it. We had a good run. You know? Yeah. I don't, me personally, I can't live in fear. I'd rather die on my feet than live on my knees. I can't live in fear. I can't stop my life from happening to appease other people. And this is one of those things that's, that, that's come around. This is why 9-11 is so big right now. This is the biggest year in the world for 9-11 because 9-11 was, in my opinion, this generation's catalyst. It was this generation's Pearl Harbor. This right. 9-11, yeah. 9-11 is the biggest thing that's happened to this world up until COVID. So, you know, COVID is 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 a worldwide bullshit story that people are eating up one by one, and they can't keep eating it up. So the disinformation people that you deal with in the 9-11 truth movement are going to be all over the place for COVID. And it's so much worse than that. Like, if we think about it, like, they, they, they cornered the market. If I post anything about COVID, uh, it gets taken down or it gets flagged. Mm-hmm. Go check out the CDC. Go this, go that. Like, anything at all, you, we're being bombarded. Why am I supposed yeah. to believe the who? You know, why am I supposed to believe Bill Gates? Why am I supposed to believe any of this shit? Why are they silencing doctors? Why are they making people do all this sort of stuff? Like they are mm-hmm. 10 steps ahead of anything that we want to talk about to shut us up. Like fact checkers didn't really exist or weren't predominant until COVID showed up. Right. And now they're, they're going nuts. Like for, for the first little while, they, they did nothing but fact check COVID and, and stats on COVID. For what? Fact checking the truth. So now if you wanted to learn anything, just go see what they fact checked. Yeah. If that's what you want to know, just go check that out because the stuff that they're trying to hide is the stuff that you need to know. And then they caught on to that. So then they started fact checking everything. Anything with a Q in it, they'll fact check and they'll put a they'll put a they'll put a perversion sign on there. And then they'll say, Oh yeah, the algorithm's not totally right, whatever, blah, blah, blah. We can't get it all right because they had to cover their tracks because they just went after the same shit. And it's been proven too that 18 out of 20 fact checking companies all work for George Soros. They all tie back to Soros. So well, fact checkers, you know, like I said before, are all pedophiles or pedophile advocates. <laughs> well, I'll, I didn't, I didn't know about that, but specifically, but I, I, I definitely think that the, that the, uh, the fact checking thing, basically, what they're doing is they're saying we're gonna, we're gonna measure what you're saying against what, you know, the the mainstream is saying, you know, what CBS and CNN and MSNBC are saying. 
And if you differ from them, then by definition, your, your facts are wrong. So to challenge the, the mainstream automatically makes you, you know, puts you in the target of the fact checkers. So it's kind of like a, it's kind of a, like a no win scenario. You know, you're, you can't make legitimate criticisms of the mainstream because, you know, they're measuring what you're saying against the mainstream. Well, the problem too with these guys, what's going what's to play out is that they're, they're playing themselves out. Like fact checkers are a joke now. Everyone's like, I don't like, if you fact check me, like it's hilarious. You're going to fucking fact check me, bro. My buddy got fact checked. There's a picture that he, he posted and it came up again. He posted it in like 2017 and it's a picture of a satellite and it's just timed perfectly. So the satellite's pointing straight up, right? And in the satellite cup is the moon. It's just a really nice picture. It's really cool. Like the moon is mm. sitting in, you know, what you know when people are like, they're pinching the sun in photographs? It's this, this yeah. satellite dish cupping the moon perfectly. And the caption says, NASA caught taking down the moon uh, from the <laughs> right? That's funny. Right? That yeah. is funny. That that's funny. Circa 2016, right? Who cares? It's a fucking meme, right? That yeah. shit got fact checked. Yeah, yeah. They fact checked that, right? Crazy. And they're like, "This is this is the the statement that NASA pulled down the moon is false," right? So right away, my brain is like, "Wait a minute! <laughs> if you're gonna fact check that, maybe they did pull down the moon." <laughs> like. You know, and we all know, and most people know, I should say, most people know that Nazi Germany became NASA. So, you know, who knows? If I think the thing is, you know, people are ripping on NASA so much that uh, the 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 bots went out there and and because it said NASA in it, they fact checked it, or they 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 bought fact checked it, which is funny. NASA and Q, everything's getting fact checked. So all the truths are like everything will be revealed. Everything in the everything in the end will be revealed. Um, and we're coming into a beautiful moment in time. Where because of 9-11, because of what took place, because of the fact that it's in the past, it's in the history, it's there for everyone to research. The official story is there to research. The information that's come out since then is there for, for us to research. Um, people have to shut off the mainstream uh, and do their research, do digging. If you have any interest at all, you have to dig, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and They're not making it easy. No. But you're still, you're still working on a bunch of articles and a bunch of new stuff for, for nine 11. I think you had said you were volunteering with a group. Uh, yeah, I've been, I've been working with the architects and engineers for nine 11 truth. Um, for, I, well, I've been, I started volunteering with them in 2014, but I've been doing even more stuff with them recently. And actually they're doing a conference. So maybe there's an opportunity for me to plug that. Um, they're doing a conference, uh, an online conference, of course, because you can't do real conferences anymore. Um, you can't even rent a room these days to, to hold one. Um, but they have, a, they have an online conference that's, that's going this weekend for the uh, 19th anniversary of nine 11. And, uh, there's some, some great speakers it, it runs, uh, well, if you want to know the, you know, all the details, it's, it's AE nine 11 truth.org slash justice rising, which is the name of the conference. And uh, I, mem I mentioned that, that David be, Ray Griffin. That'll be in the links. That'll be in the show description. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll make sure. Yeah, you have that. Um, so David Ray Griffin, who hasn't even appeared in a conference in, on about 9-11 and spoken since 2011, is going to be speaking. And I don't know if anybody f follows uh, James Corbett and the Corbett Report, but he's going to be there. And um, there's also going to be, um, for those who remember um, 
the the the, the uh, internet documentary Loose Change, which really oh, wow. woke a lot of people up yeah. to nine eleven. Um, that the director Dylan Avery, one of one of the guys that made that film, I should say, Dylan Avery is has directed a new uh, film about nine eleven for architects and engineers, and it's called Seven. And it's all about building seven. And it's all about, uh, in particular, uh, it, it talks about this new study that was just, that was released earlier in the year by the University of Alaska Fairbanks, um, which basically looked at the, the government's explanation for building seven and put it through what they call finite element analysis, which is like a computer modeling process um, to d- determine whether the explanation that the government had if you did, if you input that, you know, could that possibly create uh, the result that we saw? And they found after four years of study that it absolutely could not, that fires could not have brought Building 7 down. So that, so the, the guy that did that study, Dr. Uh, Leroy Halsey is going to be speaking. And also Dylan Avery, who did the film, is going to be speaking. So it's, it's kind of his return to the subject of 9-11 after becoming, uh, back in the, in the heyday of the internet when, your things weren't being pulled down right, left and center mm-hmm. when, you know, everybody was just putting stuff out and uh, you know, f- the free exchange of ideas actually was, was tremendous um, back then. And now it's a, uh, now it's a dogfight to, to get stuff seen and noticed. So this, this conference is going on this weekend, Friday night, uh, Saturday afternoon and Sunday sort of evening uh, is really worth checking out, you know, and there, if you can't watch it live, um, then you can always watch the, uh, the sessions because they'll also be, be archived. So anyway, that's, it's, it's a good sign that, that such a good per, a conference could be put together at this stage. Um, and hopefully, you know, the fact that it's not practical to do it, you know, in a, in a, in a physical location, maybe that can actually, we can use that to our advantage and, and maybe get you know, more people to see it even that might've seen it otherwise. So hopefully we can, we can use this, you know, this uh, BS situation that we're all living through, uh, you know, to our advantage in this, in this instance. Well, I think uh, we will. So yeah, I'm working with those guys and, and, and quite enjoying it. And it's, um, it has sort of, you know, affected, re- reduced my, my time to, to do outside writing, but I do a lot of writing for AE. Like I do a lot of, a lot of stuff for them. So on on their website, Um, but they're, they're kind of the, um, they're kind of where it's at in terms of organizations that, that, that really can kind of command respect. They've got, you know, they're, they're, uh, you know, they have full-time staff and, you know, they're not just sort of, uh, you know, a couple of people putting out videos. They're, they've, They've got some weight behind them, and they've got, you know, 3,300 architects and engineers who've signed their petition calling for an investigation. So there's there's a lot of positives um, going there. Do you there. think that that'll work? Do you think that do you think that they'll they'll get a new inve- Do you think that anybody will open an investigation of this, or do you think that the powers that be have just said fuck it? We're, I mean, we've already done everything we can, so you get nothing. Well, the, yeah. The, well, they're certainly going to do everything. They're they're not going to the, the perpetrators are not going to willingly investigate themselves. That that's for sure. Um, <laughs> but you know what 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 AE's doing and what some other there's a lawyers committee for nine eleven inquiry that's been doing some stuff. Well, they're basically trying to find. Suing. Well, yes, right. The, the, 
AE and the Lawyers Committee is actually suing the FBI for not considering yeah. all the um, 9-11 evidence when it Amazing. did its investigation. So that's pretty cool. Um, and they're, they're trying just as many different avenues as possible. You know, it's kind of like, you know, you, you fire a bunch of shots and, you, you know, they don't all have to hit, but you hope something does. And so, maybe, you know, maybe this lawsuit will be it. Um, this University of Alaska study, I think, is very important. Of course, the mainstream media has uh, completely ignored it, except for the, you know, the television station in Alaska, the network television station actually recovered it and was reasonably even-handed about it. But, you know, no, none of the big media really have, have looked at it at all. Um, There's a massive pandemic right now going on with missing children. And I, I speak on this a hundred percent of the time mm. and it's not anywhere, right? Ever since Ghislaine Maxwell went into custody, they are busting people left, right, and center. Yeah. Kids are getting rescued all over North America. Hundreds and hundreds of kids are getting rescued all over North America since Maxwell went into custody. And that isn't even a blip on the radar. So uh, I don't know mm. how far down nine 11 falls on that, but human children oh. lives. Oh, the one, the one hill I will absolutely die on. I will blow up my entire, my entire goddamn audience. The, everything that I've ever amassed and, and accumulated, my reach, I will take it all down. I'll let them take it from me if, if that's the hill I die on. And they they don't mm. talk about that. So I understand. I understand that you know it, it wouldn't it wouldn't behoove them to talk anything about this sort of stuff. The nine eleven, but yeah. fascinating. It is fascinating. So this is a three a three-day event and people can just go yeah. in and log in and get all kinds of great information about this. It's like, yeah, what else are you do in this weekend? And I know it's funny because, uh, ladies and gentlemen, what you don't know about me is sometimes I'm diligent when it comes to things. And I really, really wanted to speak with Craig and I wanted him on as the guest. I wanted his voice to be heard on nine 11 simply because of the amount of work that he's done and the amount of respect that he should command on this topic. Um, and there was no possible way that we were going to get him on the date. So we had to do it early. Uh, and, and I've been trying now for two weeks, uh, to get him <laughs> on the show. Uh, and he, he's, uh, he didn't answer my messages for a while. So I took it personally, started to cry a little bit, but he finally got back to me and we finally got it done. The man's a busy man. Um, so what are you, are you speaking at this conference or are you helping out or what's your, how are you, uh, tell me a little bit more about this, you know, architectures and engineers. It sounds fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, they, I'm, I'm definitely not speaking. Uh, oh. That's for sure. Um, I'm true. definitely uh, behind the scenes. Um, you know, there are people who are uh, better known than I am, and and have you know more. Well, they're you know they're just uh, they're the right people really to 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 speak to people. I mean, yeah, there's I, a guy named. <laughs> I could just see you actually on stage. I know your personality. <laughs> You might not be the best face-to-face on stager type of guy. Nerves might get the best of you, but it's your research that they'd be talking about because fuck, you're good at that shit. So, it's, uh, well, it's awesome. I'm trying to make my contribution um, behind the scenes as much as possible. I, you know, I wrote content for the web for the you know, the special web page they put together for the conference. So I've written, mm-hmm. you know, n- not that my name's on that, but uh, not that it has to be. But uh, you know, I've I've made my own contribution and uh, and. And I'm happy to do that. I don't. I don't need anybody to. I don't need anybody to give me any credit. Um, but it's just. I'll give you credit, brother. You got it all for okay, me. Well, this guy right here. <laughs> well, then I'll. You know, then I'll accept it. Of course. Perfect. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's it should be interesting, and I would uh, uh, suggest people just 
check out that web page and just uh, let's see if there's anybody that interests you. You know, there's one guy that's talking about the the police state, the advancing police state, which is an interest a subject we should all be interested in. A guy named yeah. John Whitehead, he's really good on that subject. And there's a guy named Daniela Ganser who's also on the Sunday. This the, those two and and James Corbett are on the three that are speaking on Sunday. And um, Ganser is basically wrote a wrote about a. Uh, an operation, a, a secret operation called Operation Gladio, um, which is basically, you know, the CIA and NATO basically carrying out terrorist attacks, uh, false, false, false flag operations in Europe, and then having those attacks blamed on various leftist groups. So they were, they were basically like little mini, you know, mini 9-11s in a sense. There were terrorist attacks that were supposed to be by these groups, but they weren't. They were by the CIA and, and NATO. So, um, and that's documented, Operation Gladio. So, you know, I encourage people to to explore that a little bit more. So it just shows that when people say, I can't believe that 9-11, you know, to, that anybody, you know, that they could actually do such a thing. Well, they've done it before. So why wouldn't they? Would be my point. Yeah. And they're going to continue to do it because they keep getting oh, away yeah. with it. Because every single thing that we look at is on the television. Every single thing that we, the people know is what they've allowed us to know. And anything that we want to know, we have a hard time digging up. So for us to be here, like right now, this show is, is hopefully it's one of those shows that's, that gets people waking up. You know, it's one of those shows that for the time being, until they shut me down, which they probably will, you can come here and you can be entertained and you can ask questions and, and you can hate and you can love and you can just do whatever the fuck you want. But, you know, the idea is, you know, we want, we want that information out. We want as much as we can to get out about as many things as we can. I want to look more into Gladio. That's, that seems to me like it would be an entire topic. Um, yeah. But this, this has been a lot of fun, man. Uh, and and uh, I, I definitely will get, uh, I'll get you to send me that information or just message me. So I've got the exact links mm-hmm. to make sure that that stuff's in the, in the pod or in the, yeah, in the podcast description. People need to know this stuff. I mean, we tied, this was a really good show. I love that we, we were able to tie in Pearl Harbor, 9-11, and what's going on right now because it's literally all the same PSYOP. Um, yeah. And, you know, it's, 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 it's out there, you know, like Mulder says, man, the truth is out there. And, you know, so is a lot of bullshit. There's a lot of bullshit out there. There's a lot of shit you got to sift through. There's no point, ladies and gentlemen, in listening to any one story or believing any one fact. It's literally just a matter of you getting out there and doing your research, getting out there and digging yeah. and figuring it out and, and, and doing your work and, and, and resting on what lies right with you, because you'll know, you'll find your truth. You'll find it. You'll feel it. It will be true to you. And it will be something that you comprehend and understand. Um, not like I believe this, therefore I don't believe that. Like that one thing, like if you're anti-Trump, then you're absolutely pro Biden. If you're anti-Biden, you're pro Trump. It's like it, mm. people, this, this whole black and white world needs to go right the fuck to hell because it's not going to be that way. And those people yeah. that run their mouths, the normies, excuse me, the normies, whatever you want to call them, the people that don't have the ability to think for themselves, basically, um, yeah, they're disappearing. Like we are 100% outnumbering them. Like I'll call it right now. Again, not a political statement, but Trump will win in a landslide. You know, unless there's rampant fraud, you're either going to see a landslide victory or you're going to see chaos and fraud everywhere. Um, and this is because it's straight out of the playbook. It's straight out of the playbook. So who knows? Is Trump good? Is Trump bad? Is Biden good? Is Biden? I mean, 
I don't know, regardless of anything, I don't know how anyone could vote for that guy. But what we're doing right now, a lot of what we're doing ties into the American election. A lot of what we're doing is we're playing their game. There's a game that they're playing and they haven't told us what it is. I don't know what that game is. I, I can only understand based on my level of comprehension, which is all the bullshit that they gave me. They did not give me the schooling system, the education system, uh, every single thing that we could ever possibly want. We are working against the grain to figure out a truth based on false information. So we're even starting behind the eight ball based on what we know. Um, and think about the amount of hell you yourself has, have lived through just simply looking into 9-11, right? The amount of ridicule. Yeah. Like we didn't sign on for this. Conspiracy theorists aren't like, I'm fucking, I want to fight everybody. They're like, no. I mean, you know, me personally, I'm like, I just want, I want I have questions. Am I not allowed to ask questions? Like, fuck. Anyway, I've rambled on and on and on. <laughs> um, we, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that you gave us some of your time. Uh, and exactly. if we don't, if we don't hear from you again, uh, you'll be back on next year. Same bad time, same back channel. <laughs> Look forward um, to it. There you go. So, um, so again, recorded two days earlier, ladies and gentlemen, this was recorded on September 9th. Uh, Craig, is there anything else that you'd like to add to this or? Um, gosh, I, I, I can't think of anything quick and pissy. Um, you know, <laughs> just keep, just keep fighting for, you know, just keep fighting for truth and just keep digging for stuff and don't, don't let stuff disappear, you know, keep, uh, yeah. Don't let know. stuff disappear. That's really good advice. Um, you know, yeah. if you guys get taken down, store it somewhere, make sure it gets back up, make sure somebody yeah. sees it somewhere, you know? Absolutely. Uh, back everything up. <clears throat> yes. And, and, and oh, for sure. And this podcast, if I ever get taken down, they're all backed up. So I Excellent. may not have any traction, but I'm just going to go right back to it. Like everything's going back up again. So um, it's yep. really exciting. It, it is, even though it's all fucked up right now, it's still a really exciting time. And there's a lot going on and there's a grand awakening and there's an energy shift we're all elevating our game uh, just a little bit. Um, and I'm really happy. I'm really, I'm really happy to be a part of it. Uh, I'm happy to have good friends like you uh, alongside, you know, doing great work in every aspect and every venture that, you know, we step into, um, you know, it's been a good eight years. You and me now here's to eight more for sure. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And I think ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> on that note, I will say this in the infamous words of red green, keep your stick on the ice. Thank you for listening to today's Mental Mastery Alliance podcast. Let the team know you're listening by using the hashtag MMA and Mental Mastery Alliance. Want more motivation? Be sure to follow online on Instagram at Mental Mastery Alliance and on Facebook at Mental Mastery Alliance. And remember, your perception creates your reality. Make it a great day. You got it, Pontiac.